Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about this Slinger Sunday of Magic Round, the last day of Magic Round, uh, and it definitely ended with an absolute bang. Two upsets. To be honest, I'd even go as far as to say the West Tigers and George game was somewhat of an upset as well. Not many people thought that the West Tigers could do it two weeks in a row, but three upsets all together, all in one go. The first one, the West Tigers v the St. George. Illawarra Dragons. The Dragons, um, obviously, you know, they tried to go and pull themselves back into this game. Um, but, you know, Jerome Buller was just absolutely sensational. He was uh, doing a lot of things for this side. And ever since he's come in, they've won games. So you can't really criticize his efforts coming into this side because he's been fantastic. The West Tigers have survived a last-minute Dragons miracle to record back-to-back wins for the first time in over 12 months following an 18-16 villain. Uh, victory, sorry, uh, in Magic Round on Sunday. Tries from Stafford Toa and David Nofaluma on the right edge set up a 14-10 halftime lead uh, for a joint venture before Junior Tupo effort got the side back in front with a quarter of the game remaining. Obviously, before the game, John Bateman was a late withdrawal pre-game due to a hamstring injury suffered in the warm-up. Uh, the Tigers completed at 90% for the afternoon, completing 38 from 42 sets. And, you know, that's what won them the game against the Penrith Panthers, completing sets, but completing to an even higher rate um, in this game against the Dragons, which is really, really impressive. I mean, 90% is impressive for any team in this competition, whether you're at the top of the ladder or right at the bottom. I mean, 90% completions is going to pretty much get you back into the top eight if they are, you know, keep going on this venture of winning games over the next few weeks. It's going to get them towards the top eight, the West Tigers, whether you're, you know, you don't like the Tigers or you do, you know, if you complete at 90% or your team completes at 90%, followed by awesome defense, which we saw on the weekend as well from the West Tigers, I mean, that's what wins your games. That's what wins wins you uh, a spot into the top eight as well. So uh, awesome effort there from the West Tigers, 90% completions, 38 from 42 sets. I'll talk about the Dragons first. I think in a losing side, Jaden Sullivan, uh, I thought he made a big statement in this one in his comeback to first grade with two tries and two goals. Uh, Sullivan's inclusion saw Ben Hunt move to hooker mid-game in a possible switch that could become a permanent one for the Dragons. I didn't like Ben Hunt at hooker. I thought that they didn't play as well with him at dummy half. You know, Sullivan is a great player and coming into the halves, you know, he's genuinely, genuinely, sorry, can't speak today, genuinely a half, that's for sure. Um, But yeah, look, I think in this side, when Ben Hunt was building a combination with, um, you know, Tyrell Sloan at the back there, when Ben Hunt was at half back, I think in any other, other team, he would definitely be a hooker. But in this Dragons team, with the combinations he's building with his spine, I just do not think it's the right time to move Ben Hunt to hooker. I don't think moving Ben Hunt to dummy half is going to solve all your problems. Yes, it works in the you know representative arena in Origin in the World Cup. Yes, it works there. It doesn't work in you know for the Dragons at the moment. And as I said, it would work for pretty much any other team. If he went back to Brisbane, he'd probably play dummy half. If he went to a top-tier side like the Melbourne Storm, or if he went to a Penrith Panthers, a Sydney Roosters, anywhere else, he'd be a dummy half for sure. But in the Dragons, probably in the Dolphins, if he was going to go there, you know, in those type of sides, 
I think that he would be a halfback for sure. And in this side particularly, he'd definitely be a halfback for me. So uh, I don't think it's the right move having him at hooker going into the next few weeks. Um, you know, I have been proved wrong before. So hopefully I get proven wrong and he goes well. But I just do not think it is the right move for the Dragons right now with the combinations they're building. Uh, the West Tigers winger David Nofaluma has now scored nine tries in his past seven games at Suncorp. Jerome Buller came up with a three a three try saving efforts during the match and ran for 180 metres in the win. He was sensational, as I said. He was pretty much in everything. Um, you know, a really strong effort. And as I said, he's come in and they've won games. So you've obviously got to credit the efforts that he is putting in at the moment for the Dragons. He has been sensational there at fullback. And look, I mean, if that means that you've got to get rid of Dane Laurie, not get rid of Dane Laurie in that sort of sense. But if that means you have to move Dane Laurie on because this guy is the future, this guy is the plan, I think it's time to do that because this guy, you know, he's He's come in and they've won games, as I said. So, obviously, the formula that he brings into this game, into this side, sorry, uh, he's winning games. So, you've got to keep him there. Uh, Brandon Wake can produce a 40-20, two sideline conversions, a short goal line dropout uh, to add a point of difference for the West, for the West Tigers Sorry, on Sunday. People have been on Brandon Wakeham's back for a while, obviously coming in when he's been needed at the Bulldogs in reserve grade. But I thought that in this one, he was really impressive. Uh, so credit to Brandon Wakeham uh, and obviously credit to this side for starting to win games as well. The forward pack was insane. I thought that it was a really strong effort from David Clemmer as well in this team. Uh, he had a really, you know, setting the tone type of game uh, in the front row, running for around 100 something metres. He was awesome. But Brandon Wakeham, Dream Buller, those are the guys that won this team the game. The West Tigers have recorded back-to-back wins for the first time since April 2022. Uh, in terms of the Dragons, Michaeli Ravalau was enormous. Uh, I thought that his return from hamstring was really positive. He scored a try, ran for 180 metres. Uh, and now the Dragons have now lost all four Magic Round games since 2019. But it was a solid effort from the West Tigers there uh, to get the win over the Dragons. I'll have to go a bit quicker because obviously I've got other commitments I need to get to in recording uh, this podcast. Podcast on the day. Uh, Talagi works his ma- uh, wizardly, wizardry sorry, as Cowboys upset the Roosters. Uh, North Queensland winger Murray Talagi replicated his wizardry skills from last year's Magic Ground to help guide the Cowboys to a much-needed 20-6 win over the Roosters. Um, yeah, look, I mean, for the Roosters, in a game they probably should have won and won well. Uh, they lost Egan Butcher early, uh, and it was pretty much just shambles, to be honest. Their defense uh, wasn't the defense of Roosters that we've seen previously. The Cowboys needed the win, uh, and, you know, it is their first win in six games against the Roosters as well. So credit to the Cowboys for that one. Valentine Holmes reached 500 career points for the Cowboys with a win, winning conversion in the second half. Uh, the Cowboys produced 745 kick meters compared to the Roosters' 496 in a clear point of difference between the two sides. All five of the Cowboys' backline players ran for over 100 meters in the winning, uh, including Valentine Holmes, who ran for 169 meters uh, to top the yardage count. And I mean, you've got to give uh, Valentine Holmes some more early ball in this side as well. 
We know what he can do in space. We know what he can do with the ball in his hands regardless. Um, so you've got to give him more ball. I think that's got to be a main game plan for the Cowboys. I thought they used him much better in this game. And uh, I thought Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend kicking game was pretty good. And um, yeah, obviously a big point of difference in this game compared to the Roosters who uh, had 17 errors in this game as well with a 69 percent completion overall, which is pretty poor. Uh, the Roosters' loss was their first magic round loss since 2019 as well. So pretty disappointing there from the Roosters. I thought there were some big defensive concerns for them and obviously uh, a lot of penalties going the Cowboys' way as well, which was quite lucky in their favor. Uh, but regardless, I mean, a 69% completion rate and 496 uh, kick meters compared to 754 from the Cowboys' I mean, it's going to lose your game. 17 errors, 69% completion overall. I mean, that's what loses your games. And it was a pretty average performance from the Sydney Roosters. There were some moments where they looked like they were going to come back into it. Jackson Paulo, that break he made down uh, the right-hand side, obviously in wet conditions. Uh, It didn't really suit the Roosters either. Um, So, yeah, super unfortunate that the Roosters couldn't get the win in this one. And uh, Cowboys uh, looked good in this game as well. And and it's a bit bit of a statement win for them as well, 20-6 against the Roosters. And then the final game, Kieran Foran, fucking take a bow. He was absolutely sensational. Um, yeah, and Mike Acevo for the Eels as well, trying to get them back into this game with a hat trick and didn't really work out too well. A first half double from Kieran Foran helped the Gold Coast Titans uh, to back-to-back wins for the first time this season. Sorry, a bit of a hiccup there with a 26-24 victory uh, to upset the Eels at Magic Round. Talk about upsets. We've had a few of them uh, in this one, in this round. 26-24 was the final scoreline. Parramatta have now scored the opening try in each of their past nine games against the Gold Coast Titans, a streak dating back to 2017. Having not scored a try all season, the Gold Coast playmaker Kieran Foran scored two tries for the first time in a game since 2015. Take a bow, Kieran Foran. Camparel was fucking unbelievable. He scored 11 tries in his past eight games, now scoring uh, two tries in this one. Eels playmaker Mitch Moses was taken from the field for a head injury assessment seven minutes from full time and did not return. Uh, You'd imagine that he would obviously have the stand down in his favor compared to his condition, you know, at the conclusion of the test. Uh, Ryan Madison was impressive off the bench for Parramatta. He was fucking unbelievable, uh, amassing a game-high 242 metres uh, from 22 runs in 53 minutes. That is insane. Uh, Titans skipper Tino Fasulamala-Aoi. We're talking about positives here for this Titans side. He topped the tackle count with 44 to go with 140, uh, 54 metres sorry, from 17 runs, four tackle breaks and two offloads. Insane. Uh, Mike Acevo scored his first hat-trick since 2021 against the Broncos. Uh, The Titans win snapped uh, win snapped a streak of seven straight defeats against the Eels. Uh, the Titans have now scored exactly 26 points in their past four games. So there you go. Gold Coast Titans, a big game in this one. Car Pereira, you've obviously got Kieran Foran with those two tries as well. What an absolute narrative there for Kieran Foran coming into this new team. Uh, and yeah, 26 to 24, big win, big statement win here from the Gold Coast Titans going into the next few weeks. And uh, it will definitely give them some confidence moving forward. But magic things happen in Magic Round. Let's see if the Titans can keep it up. Wait.